Uh, yeah. Have you heard of uh, <laughs> House That Screamed? No. Any other thoughts? No. no. Released on December 8th, 1969, The House That Screamed is a Spanish slasher horror film written and directed by Chicho Ibanez Serrador. It was based on a short story by Juan Tebar. Director Serrador chose to make The House That Screamed, his first horror movie, as a product for international release. With a diverse cast of English and Spanish-speaking actors, it was designed to be exported for foreign audiences. This is also why the entire movie was dubbed over in English, not just for an American release, but for its general release in Spain as well. It wouldn't be until two years later that the US would get an edited down version released by AIP. Upon release, The House That Screamed would not make its budget back, and critics were mostly negative, with some more positive reviews conceding that it was at least good for what it was. The original 104-minute cut of the movie is much more elusive and said to be of poor quality. Today, The House That Screamed has a cult following, and its legacy as an atmospheric slasher would go on to influence directors like Dario Argento. Today, The House That Screamed has 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 66% on Rotten Tomatoes, 86% on Google, and a 3.5 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Converted to our Completely True Stories rating system, The House That Screamed has an average critic score of 7.3 out of 10. Of poor quality, huh? Wow, wow, wow. Yep. Yeah. So should we go ahead and let people know that we probably watched the worst quality possible version of this? Yeah, it's probably going to eat up too much of our review. Yeah. But... um, Tubi really dropped the ball on this one. Yeah, if you stream this somewhere, if you buy the Blu-ray, you'll probably get a different version. Yeah. If you're coming here after watching that, um, you'll be hearing about us complaining about yeah. the version that we watched. Yeah. But, Tubi, don't watch it on Tubi if you haven't seen it. Just don't. Yeah, I didn't know. I I thought this was like region locked, the Blu-ray, I mean, which is why I didn't buy, buy it. it. Yeah. Like I did with some of the other movies this year, but whatever. I think we got the gist of it. It was just a little fucked up, hard. It was to get into it. It's the strength, you know. And like you said, I don't want it to take up a ton of our review and just be talking about how fucked up it is on Tubi. But the uh, there's so how we watched it. Is this? Did we ever figure out if this is like anamorphic or if it was supposed to be like a more like closer to rectangular? Don't know. Spherical. Okay. So we watched it with a big black bar taking up just about half the screen mm-hmm. at the bottom. And uh, the movie was up at the top of the screen. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just totally fucked up. Mm-hmm. But the black bar got used once when a girl reads a note and they put the text of the note mm-hmm. on that black box. Yeah. Yeah. Very, uh, very uh, compressed version we watched as well. Yep. And this was uh, almost Italian Spanish movie. Yeah, they're sort of like the Italians of, <laughs> of Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is probably the closest thing to like an actual good movie that we've watched. Yeah, I'd say. I, I, I thought this was pretty interesting yeah. for the most part. You know, I was saying, you know, once they started to do ballet, 
you know, which is obvious, you know, it's like, this looks, this is kind of like Suspiria just because it's, you know, a girl gets, you know, swept into a intrigue at a girl's school, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, or is this, and you were like, oh no, this influenced Suspiria. Yeah. You know, which makes a lot of sense now. And and generally the, the way that uh, violence is done, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like this big thing that's built up to. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like a, a set piece in and of itself, which I feel is a, a it, it is a little bit different from how it was done, at least in American movies at this time. Yeah, you know? and there sometimes they'll they'll cut to like wide shots of like buildings and stuff, and it's very similar to the way that uh, they show uh, like buildings and stuff in Suspiria. A lot yeah, of really wide stuff yeah, with like yeah. like underlit with like spotlights and stuff. Yeah, they always really a lot of Dario Argento stuff has that where they really like relish in these like locations or like these big sets they build. Mm-hmm. You know, um, did you watch? Oh God, I can't remember which one it's from. If it's from the Bird with Crystal Plumage, or I think it's the Bird with Crystal Plumage. Did you see that one? No. You saw Deep Red. No. I saw the Cat Nine Tails. That's right. Okay, you've seen the one I haven't seen. Uh, but anyways, in, in The Bird with the Crystal Plumage, uh, there's like, you know, there. I guess they've got, they had some locations in Rome. There's like these big buildings and like big open plazas, you know, that they, they really go to town on like that. Mm-hmm. This was, I mean, it's like, I almost want to like temper my uh, reaction to it because it was such a poor quality thing. You know, mm-hmm. I almost want to like suspend any like good or bad things I feel about it, but uh, for the most part, this was like a relatively interesting movie. It was better than I thought it would be. I had no idea about anything going into it. Yeah, it was. Um, it was about maybe a little better than I expected. I guess. Yeah. Um, it definitely starts out, and it's like putting aside the quality stuff. I think I got. I think I got it. Mm-hmm. You know, I I'd be down to watch a nicer version of it. Yeah, though, yeah. um, just in some scenes there was like so such a a huge lack of detail that it was like I I wish At, I knew what was going on when the better. girl gets her throat slit and that sequence towards the end of like the second act or whatever. Mm-hmm. We didn't know who were we who we were looking at. Yeah, you know that, and, and also I think the version we watched is the. Uh, American cut and a TV version of the American cut, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Because they kept fading to black and, and like fading back. You'd get up. like these yeah. crazy jump cuts where like a few seconds of footage were missing. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, this movie is long. It felt pretty long, uh, but it seems like uh, yeah, the movie went on long and it seemed like it had like a uh, like an entire plot cut from it between like this main girl. And the lady's son, they like I don't just even start. Know if she really is the main girl. That's how I felt. Is like she's kind of the more or less the protagonist. Not like I don't know. I mean, she might. You might just feel that way because she's in a similar position to the girl from Suspiria. Maybe, maybe. But, but she's also like who we no... one of the first people we see. Like they're like leading her in. You know, and saying like, oh, you're from here. It's a little while before we see her. I mean, we get that whole sequence that, well, there's like, is she one of the ones getting on that like carriage or is that somebody else? I think she's, I think she's on the carriage. Or I would assume because then they walk, that guy walks her in and they're like, you know, 
Yeah, but we get this whole scene between the headmistress of the school mm-hmm. and uh, this disobedient girl. Yeah, that's that right. never goes anywhere. Yeah, I thought, at least in this cut, it didn't. Um, But, yeah, she's, like, punishing this girl by, like, whipping her, and there's, like, this weird, like, sexual undertone mm-hmm. to it. She's, like, kind of watching her, like, huh. You know, um, so they, they like set up a bunch of stuff and like this kind of like weird hierarchy Mm -hmm. that exists between all these girls at this like pretty oppressive boarding school. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's like this one girl who's dressed like kind of like a Nazi, Mm -hmm. like a brown shirt and a black tie for a lot of the movie. And, uh, she's like, and she's like, you know, the head, you know, she's like, the student command. She's like the top student mm-hmm. that, you know, she's given keys and all these things. She's the hall monitor. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, she ends up just being like a ringleader for various activities. She's just like in control of all the bad shit going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, just, it it sets up some like nice, interesting plots. Yeah. Uh, they get going. And then uh, this one girl tries to, no, she doesn't try to escape. She goes to meet the headmistress's son. Mm-hmm. And uh, then she gets killed. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm just describing the movie. Uh, I, I thought I thought a lot of the, the, the like plots it set up were really interesting, and, like the structure of it when it wasn't just people walking between rooms. Um, the structure was neat. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh or the fact that uh like the this like girl who's like basically the antagonist besides like whoever's murdering everybody mm-hmm. um becomes like kind of like who we're following at the end. Yeah. And she gets killed. It's weird. It's a bunch of stuff that I feel like maybe if I was in a different mood or if it was in a different movie, it would just make me mad. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did not make me mad here. Yeah. I don't know. To me, it didn't make me mad. It was just, it did feel a little bit like whatever the fuck, you know, mm. we're just going to keep, I don't know. It it, it didn't feel like really a deliberate. I mean, it to me, it, it felt like uh, the movie was not aping, but like piggybacking off of Psycho mm. in a lot of ways, but it didn't feel as deliberate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hmm. Uh, how how's it, well, like how do you mean it's aping Psycho besides the son and mom thing? Well, yeah, there's there's that, and then it's also, uh, you know, the series of you know murders related to uh, these women who have relationships with the killer, mm, and okay. then there's stuff about the mother's mm-hmm. image being involved, and also you have this girl who, if you want to call her the protagonist, ends up getting killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. prematurely okay. yeah, and then yeah. a, and then the narrative or uh, the perspective kind of changes mm-hmm. from then on and then you know down to the last image you know just him yeah, sitting that's against the wall yeah that's definitely, definitely and, and the uh, whole vibe of him being like oh I'm obsessed with my mom yeah. I think I would have picked up on it regardless but it didn't help that I had already seen people comparing it to Psycho yeah people were saying it's like a, a the halfway point between Psycho and Suspiria. That's a, yeah, that's um, an interesting way to put it. But yeah, a lot of people say that this is like, uh, or I say a lot of people say, but I think it, this is 
kind of like an important early slasher. Yeah. It's the way that people are proto slasher. What, what year is it from? I, I, Seven, what, uh, 69. Yeah, that's that's pretty early for this. Like it's very uh, grindhousey, very. It just, yeah, it feels more at home with something a little bit later mm-hmm. or with an era yeah. later than that. Yeah, I guess what what I was saying is like, you know, it is taking certain things from Psycho, but it doesn't feel as deliberate. It doesn't feel like it's it's creating like an engaging uh story or like narrative mm-hmm. around these kind of uh shocking turns yeah. that it's taking in the same way that like Psycho does. Mm-hmm. And just in general it feels you know, there's a lot of stuff, you know, building suspense around these people walking around and stuff. Mm-hmm. That is very deliberate and also very, very similar to uh, Suspiria. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess there's there's no use really comparing it to Suspiria. Obviously, though, they're really, really similar. Yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, structure-wise, it's like you've got this kind of system and, like, power structure that's, like, kind of falling apart. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. like, you know, the veil is getting thinner. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Between, you know, how things are working and then at the end it kind of all comes apart. Yeah. And yeah. just like the nighttime sequences end up working out really, really similarly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I do, you know, as much as I can appreciate that, it does feel like just a lot of kind of fumbling around. It it's I feel like a lot of the time it starts out with like interesting stuff or like it it like it, it'll like kick something off, mm-hmm. you know. Um, like the most interesting stuff to me has to do with the, all the girl school and power structure stuff, you know. Uh, the like drama between you know where these girls sit in uh, the hierarchy, mm-hmm. um, and like you know it'll sort of. St- start with like, you know, I'm going to, you know, you need to do this and this and this, or I'm going to tell on you or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And that either goes nowhere, you know, or it's like terminated or culminates in a sequence where somebody farts around, Mm -hmm. you know, for way too long. And I just feel like it drops the ball in a few places. Mm -hmm. What do you think of that scene? I thought thought it was a, a standout. Uh, where they like bring that girl that you know whatever the protagonist, uh, down to like that hangout spot that they have like that like mm-hmm. secret spot and they like humiliate her. Um, I thought that was pretty good. Good is a strong word. Hmm. Uh, it just I mean it does it you know it it does uh a good job of i mean there's a lot of uh claustrophobia and like you know it is kind of nerve-wracking mm. because it like builds to like a boiling point and then just like stays there mm-hmm. you know instead of like spilling over it's yeah. just like sort of stays at this uh pitch fever pitch mm-hmm. but then it doesn't come back yeah i guess not but it, it results in her trying to run away is how yeah, I read it. I guess so, but um, it also just it kind of comes out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and also partially maybe because that girl scenes with the little boy were cut. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. Yeah. That's just a guess. I mean, there are just some generally kind of strange 
editing choices in this that, mm-hmm. you know, I I could go either way with suspecting that they were, you know, the result of uh, the AIP cut or just right. European weird 60s shit. art house mm. shit, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just that would have resulted in such a, a, a compelling dynamic between two characters, mm-hmm. you know, to have, I mean... You know, also, just the fact that this girl is, like, doing this, like, it's going beyond bullying, and throughout the movie we get the idea that she is, you know, uh, an extremely uh, repressed lesbian. Not even repressed, though. She's just, like, out, but she's, like, also a psychopath. I don't know. I get the vibe that she doesn't, that she is a lesbian, but she doesn't even know what that is. I think she does. I mean, she's, like... She's humiliating girls, and she's you know, beating them, but that's yeah. like, that's how she's taking it out. I don't think she realizes I that think, she wants to have sex with I these think, I think she's girls. gay, at least the way I read it is like, she's gay and on top of that, she's like a sociopath. Well, yeah, she has to be a sociopath just because yeah. of what she's doing, but I also think that she's, she's not thinking, you know, she doesn't want to go under mm. the stairs and fuck these girls. She's like, you know, just doing like deranged shit to them because mm. she doesn't know what else to do. Mm. But like, I don't know. I get the vibe that she's like, doesn't even know. Like she has all these urges and she's just like being violent about it because mm. she doesn't know. Like it Maybe. hasn't even occurred to her, mm. but you know, to have a character doing that to another character. And then immediately after all the scenes are just like, well, I'm going to leave something strange is going on here. Mm. You know, that doesn't, and she dies off screen. Mm -hmm. It's just like none of that ends up mattering. Yeah. I don't know. I liked it. I mean, it would have been nice for that to happen like really early on. So the whole time we have this sort of uh, tension running underneath the whole thing. Mm. But they they wait to do it until so late in the movie. And then immediately, like the scene after that, is ba- you know this girl decides to leave mm-hmm. you know we get a little buffer there and then the scene where she's b- getting followed and killed yeah and then immediately after that the other girl followed and killed mm-hmm. so there's no there's nowhere for that tension to go and it just ends up feeling like well that was weird mm. more than anything I guess I I liked it because it it just stayed unpredictable in that way for me and I guess I was only taking it half seriously. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, but uh, I don't know. I just found it. I guess uh, what I like about this movie more than anything is like what I see in it, mm-hmm. rather than what I actually see. But I can see how this uh, influenced a lot of things, like because you know it's like a, it's like missing the mark in a lot of places, but it's doing a lot of things that are at least like oh, it could be cool if they did this, this, or that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that that was almost cool, but then this, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't have a whole lot to say about this one. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh I, I'm I'm trying to decide how much of what I enjoyed about this movie was supported by me when I was bored being able to amuse myself with the fucked up subtitles we had on. That definitely um, added a lot of entertainment. Yeah. Um Tubi's uh at the expense of Yeah. Genuinely enjoying getting invested. It, yeah. Tubi's subtitles uh, can't, they do poorly with Mademoiselle. 
They do poorly yeah. with that word. Mama so. Mama so. Mudmoiselle. Mudmoiselle. I can't remember what this was, but Madam's the- Health was one of them. <laughs> or I th- or it might have been Mama's Health. Let me look. I haven't written down. Uh, there was just Mad Moss. <laughs> yeah. At one point, uh, yeah, Mama's Health. <laughs> uh, they say Mademoiselle and then something. I think, and it, it was man that was too bad. Yeah, is what it said. <laughs> um, the main girl asks, uh, "Did you bring my uh, sluggage?" Yeah. <laughs> what the? Did you bring much sluggage? Yeah. Did you bring much sluggage? Um, tea and business instead of tea and biscuits. Yeah. Uh, I was like, bring her some tea yeah. and business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, there was, uh, I can't remember what it's supposed to be, but electron plus desire. That was the main the main girl's uh, name. mother's name. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it, yeah, I don't even know what it was supposed to be, but the subtitle said electron plus desire. Mm-hmm. And then the mother of the boy, I just, uh, not to keep on going about, on about this there's she gets a couple of the best ones mm-hmm. she uh there's like this like you know orderly made woman that yeah. comes in at night and she gives her some orders and then right before she leaves she says oh and one more thing and she, i don't know what she said exactly i think she wants she said she wanted to talk to the mean girl yeah yeah and uh but it transcribed that as i would like to talk to tupac yeah. Like it spelled out Tupac like T U P A C. <laughs> it didn't capitalize it though. No, it think. didn't. It didn't, but still it's Tupac. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Uh yeah. And then uh she's saying that girl's name uh, in the climax and it keeps saying uh Iran. Yeah, her name is Irene, but I think they're they're doing like a, a French pronunciation, yeah. so it would be Iren. Yeah. So um but yeah, the subtitles say Iran. Iran. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yes, um, yes. I kind of like the uh, the image of the uh, the dead body at the end. That's a cool idea. I figured it would, I, I was uh, planning, because we called it pretty early. At first we were like, the mom's probably the killer, because there's all this stuff about, like, you need to be with the perfect girl. And you said the thing about Psycho. But it starts to telegraph, mm-hmm. pretty, you know, which there's not really anything wrong with it doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a fine line between telegraphing and foreshadowing. Um, but, uh, then like at one point, Lewis, that's his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, um, he like, he's reading outside and there's like an ant crawling on his book and then he closes the book and kills the ant. And it's like, he's doing all of this mm-hmm. is basically what you take away. But there's nothing, but anyways, you were like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's him. doesn't help that people compared it to Psycho. But yeah, um, I was pretty sure. I don't know. I don't want to be like, um, you know, showed your hand a little early because I mm. did. Ca- I didn't know, right? You yeah. know, it was like I could guess, and my guess turned out to be right. But I was still like, it wasn't maybe sure. Maybe it's the maid. Yeah. You that know? is that is one thing the movie does well is like you know who's killing anybody. Partially because it it it's without a plot, right? For a lot right, of it, yeah. but it does create like oh shit, I really don't know mm-hmm. who killed that girl in the greenhouse. Yeah. You know, yeah. and also, like, they just don't find her body. And it's like, oh, shit, well, so, her body's got to be somewhere, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and there's lots of good stuff, like, oh, there's a guy that comes in, you know, every week. Yeah. yeah. But it's all... There's a creepy guy working the boiler, too. It's all so 
like anything else besides the sun would be too obvious and even the sun almost seems too obvious past a certain point yeah yeah um you know because the the main girl first sees you know i guess it's him when she sees that hand uh on that window and i guess that really i guess he's trying to spy you know because he ends up in that vent later and yeah and that's a good thing you know where it's like that's I mean, you know, by that point, it's like, I think he might be the killer, but um, Mm -hmm. he, uh, you know, to have him like spying on these girls, it's like, you know, it's like redefined by the revelation that he's a killer or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, oh, she's just like a pervy little teenager. Right. No, he's fucking psycho. Where are you saying? I'm sorry. It's another psycho thing. Yeah. Norman spies on. That's true. Showering women. Yeah. It was, you know, I saw it and I laughed, but- um, you know, it was almost one of those laughs like, oh, cool. Yeah. But, you know, you hear him talking about it and also, you know, these bodies aren't that old. Yeah. And yeah. so he's like, you know, she has your eyes. And so you're kind of <laughs> expecting to see like, you know, maybe just a person with makeup on or whatever, but they yeah. have this thing. It's like sunken. It looks like a body that's been dead for like years. Yeah. yeah. And it looks like horrifying and it's like. You know, it's just made a little funnier because he's it's like, it looks like you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, um, this is you. But you know, it just—I guess—the implication is that he's just crazier than yeah. yeah. Uh, first, yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> crazier than first expected. Yes, we'll say. I I liked it. I appreciated that because I was I was expecting like it's okay, it's the son or you know the mom or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. it also is funny when she like finds that girl and she's like, oh, fuck, her hands are gone. Yeah. It's like kind of like, oh, my God, you know, but uh, I was expecting like the son to be like, I killed them for you, mm-hmm. you know, and he's got a knife or something, you know, but no, they like went a little bit further. And he's like, no, I was cutting them up and making a girl out of them. And it's like, oh, OK, thanks for the extra step beyond just he has been killing them and that's it yeah it does have kind of um almost that mario bava style of like you know things just kind of Mm. fucking happen and like uh it reminds me a lot of that um i guess both of the shorts uh or the the sequences from black sabbath the the one where the lady's like uh getting phone calls yeah, mm-hmm. and then the one at the end with the uh, the lady who like stole a ring or something off yeah. of a dead lady. Yeah, felt a lot like those, but you know it involves not a whole lot of plot and just women kind of walking from room yeah. to room. Yeah, until something mm-hmm. big and bombastic kind of happens. Yeah, they kind of fumble it. Just the general delivery of it and the shots they choose. With the very end, it felt like a little fumbled to me. I was like, that could have been a really good moment. I like the one in the greenhouse. They play like really kind of yeah. unsettling. It's just like not a, a, they, a pairing of, and of slow sound motion. and visuals that yeah. I, I've seen before. And you wouldn't expect it from this era quite. You know, it's Especially like slow in, motion. And he's stabbing her in the stomach, and like in the middle of this, it's like stylistically so different from anything else in this yeah, movie they're like yeah. fading between shots a lot mm-hmm. of the time and like there's no they never 
do that as a transition between scenes in the movie. No, it, and it's usually like pretty, you know, cut and dry. Like here's, you know, some wides, a couple of like medium close ups, and mm-hmm. nothing too intense or anything. And then suddenly it's like, you know, sh- this girl gets grabbed, and then it's slow motion and like, you know, gloved hands stabbing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's well done. It's cool. It's another atmosphere movie. Mm-hmm. It's Definitely, maybe the one thread tying this to the other. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the other movies before it, it's definitely the most different. Mm-hmm. Lots of uh, wandering around houses and stuff. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Do you want to get into completely true stories? Um, sure. I'll give this a six out of ten. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Uh, it's it's trying to get at something more substantial than the other movies. It's yeah. definitely it's shooting aiming higher. I mean, mm-hmm. than the other ones. That we've watched this year. You know, it's it's part of a different movement, although, you know, maybe it has something in common with with uh, the rest of the, the movies that we've watched this year, but it's definitely not your typical AIP, big, slow, haunted house creature thing. Yeah, I mean, definitely, obviously, Suspiria is the first thing that comes to mind, mm-hmm. which is definitely more of a complicated machine yeah, it's it's just functioning so differently than a, a basically a haunted house movie. Yeah, you know, some stuff works, other stuff doesn't. Runs a little long for me. Mm. A lot of it, it, the the main issue I have is that a lot of it like kind of runs together. Yeah, for me, it's like scenes aren't visually distinct from one another, mm. and it's just like, did this happen before? Did this? Mm. Yeah, six out of ten. Yeah, six out of ten for me as well. I, I'd, I'd like to watch a higher quality version. I, I could stand to watch this again at some point. Definitely. Um, yeah, I found a lot of interesting things about it, and little odd, just little odd things about the way it's structured and the way things play out and the way they do certain things. I, I found I thought it was neat. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it, and I'm glad I watched it. Next episode, we'll be watching a movie from the 1970 year called The Dunwich Horror. Cool. Have you heard of that movie? I think so, yeah. Whoa. As this episode draws to a close, it's evident that The House That Screamed had several memorable ideas, but ultimately failed to keep us entertained. It was refreshing to view a movie with such lofty ambitions. The moments of creativity and intrigue shine through, and it's no wonder that other directors look to this film as a source of inspiration. And perhaps above all, The House That Screamed has found a life of its own by influencing European horror. But the movie proved that despite some great ideas, a film can falter in execution. It had moments that captured our attention, but it also had stretches where it failed to arouse excitement. With our discussion wrapped up, we acknowledge the film's memorable ideas while recognizing it was somewhat inconsistent with its greatness. The horror genre has long been bloated with many mediocre movies that fail in many ways, so it's frustrating to watch something that comes so close to being a classic. In the world of horror cinema, maintaining the audience engagement is crucial, and this film just fell short in that regard. I'd like to thank you for listening and I encourage you to watch The Dunwich Horror from 1970 if you're interested in hearing our discussion next episode. Now, have a good evening.